What up, Nana P, Slarita, Snow White, Tony Ant, Chris Russell? What up, y'all? What's up, Kiyomi Barksdale in the building? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's up, Kobe? Tiki? Let me take my swig real quick and then we can get this verbal cardio started. Ah. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We are back. Uh, it's 420. This episode is not going to drop on 420, but it's 420 right here, right now. And if you're into the weeds and the and the, the herbals and the smokings and all that, make sure you're drinking water. They said Ellen Gross said H420, man. Make sure you're drinking your water, man. Shout out to Afro Geeks. Got me this dope gallon water container. That is now my friend. This is my, this is my Milnor. This is my Thor's hammer of righteous water. Now, man, Afro, great gift. Thank you so much. Um, so dope. Let me see if Afro is Afro in here. Is uh, Afro in the chat? In the chat's worth, if you will. Uh, Afro's one of the best mods in hip hop. Afro got me this. Uh, super appreciated. I love it. It's heavy, it's hefty, keeps the water fresh. I'm loving it, man. I love water, man. Without water, you can't grow the marijuana that you're celebrating today. Without water, you can't grow the marijuana you're celebrating today. All my weed growers out here and whatever you're doing and you're getting over and you're getting it in, whatever you're doing, you got to have water to produce the product. Respect water is what I'm saying. Respect water top to bottom. Get your get your gallon a day if you if you big enough. You know, if you're a little if you if you're a small person, you know what I'm saying? Make it make just make sure you're getting enough water in your life. Can't stress that enough. Um and I would say, you know, this podcast is sponsored by water, but actually life on this planet is sponsored by water. Without water, you have no sponsorships, you have no businesses, you have no conglomerates, you have no institutions, you have no schools, you have no you have no house, you have no apartment, you have no rent, you have no family members, you have no past, you have no present, you have no future. Okay? Without that good old H2O providing that young life, we ain't even here. Um Hope everybody's good, man. Uh, I think the verdict is coming soon. The verdict should be dropping soon. Um, so all eyes on Minnesota right now. Hey, Afro. Afro just came in the chat's worth. Thank you, Afro, for the Yeti water container of all containers, man. Look at that, man. Lavish. Lavish. And, and, and I can sock somebody out with this water container if need be. Push come to shove when shit gets real. I can pull out my Milnor 
and sock somebody in the head. You know what I'm saying? So there's that. So it's also a little protection piece, if you will. Okay? Um, yeah, man, I'm out here multitasking. I'm checking on verdicts. I'm talking to y'all in the chat. I'm doing the podcast in real time, live, right here, right now. You know, the rest of y'all are going to hear it tomorrow. Um, so the verdict, they're giving live updates. It should be delivered shortly. This was 15 minutes ago. Uh, jury reaches verdict. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what the verdict is. They got a little live thing. Jury has returned the verdict. We're now waiting for it to be read in court. Chauvin is charged with second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. Floyd died in May 2020 after Chauvin placed his knee on Floyd's neck while he pleaded, I can't breathe. So I guess that's the verdict. Uh, he was charged with second degree unintentional murder and third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Is that the verdict? Or those just the charges? Oh, not yet. Oh, they haven't read it yet. Okay, so we're waiting. That's what he's charged with, and so we'll see what the verdict is. So the world is watching. The world is watching, y'all. We're going to see what's going to happen. The cold part is you would think this shit would just be an open and shut case. You would think this would just be an open and shut case. But it's not. It's not. And the majority of us actually probably feel like the verdict is going to piss us off because that's what we're used to. That's what we're accustomed to. We are accustomed to the bullshit verdicts out here, man. So it's sad. It's sad, man. But it's not surprising. I'm not surprised. Not surprised whatsoever. I have limited faith in America, I guess. I just have limited faith. Honestly, if you want to take it there, if you want to, if you want to, you know, keep it one hundred. If you want to keep it one hundred, I got limited faith. Cause you know, once, once Trump was elected, I was like, oh yeah, the the little ounce, the little minuscule ounce of faith I still had was gone in that moment. When Trump won the election, I was like, you know what? My faith is I got nothing left. My faith was obliterated in that moment. I was like, all right, well, forget it then. So now nothing, nothing surprises me. You know what triggers me? American flags outside of homes. <laughs> they trigger me. And that's pretty sad because we live in America. You have a right to show patriotism for the country you live in, for the country you were raised in, born in, the country your family's from. But for me, the American flag triggers me. And that's crazy to think that I was born here. I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, raised here. So you would think this was home. You would think I would find comfort in the American flag, but I don't. I don't. I see American flag outside. I'd be like, what you all about in there? What's your thinking? How do you see things? 
Like I immediately go on the internal defensive. Because a lot of times people hide racism within the blanket of patriotism. They snuggle up in that blanket of patriotism and just, you know, spew out racist beliefs and claim, no, no, it's it's patriotic, it's patriotism. I'll be like, man, I don't know, man. So whenever I drive down blocks, you know, we've been looking for a house lately. So when I drive down blocks and I'm looking at the American flags out front, I'm like, hmm, what you all about? What's up, uh... Nisi Boo. Occasionally, if you just listen to Verbal Cardio, I'll be shouting out my Patreon people because they are in here live right now. So I'll be shouting people out. I'll be talking to somebody. But uh, I just want to give a special shout-out. Special shout-out to my Patreon. My Patreon family, man. Appreciate y'all. The bakery. You know, Marie. Marie, I see you out here. Moyo, I see y'all. Chloe, Simply Shauna, man. That boy, Vic. Brenda Ampler, Tika Walker, you know what I'm saying? It's Larita. Patreon, y'all be holding me down, man, and I super appreciate it. If y'all want to join my Patreon, you can. Uh, head to my Instagram, click the link in my bio, scroll down to the Patreon link, and you can join for as little as $5 a month. We be having watch parties. We be doing verbal cardio live. We be having a good time, and there's more to come. There's more to come. Um, but back to the flag thing, you know, when I see flags of other countries, like when I see the Puerto Rican flag, the Cuban flag, the Dominican Republican flag, you know, I'm like, you cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I see that and I'm like, man, it's pride from the crib. You know what I'm saying? Like I have no negative connotation of those flags. I'd be like, yeah, man, rep your set. But when I see the American flag, I'd be like, hmm, my eyes squint. Because the American, the American flag, underneath that American flag has been so much bullshit unleashed upon black people in this country that it's hard for me. Yeah, Jamaican flag, the Brazilian flag, almost every, every flag of every other country, I'm cool with. But when I see that American flag, I'm just like, what's your mindset like? Are you really about the ideals that were put in place for America? But even when those rules were drafted, when they were made up, when they, when they, when they were brought forth, we were suffering as a people. So it's just like, hmm, what, what America are you holding dear? That, that's that's my immediate go-to question. Like, what America are you holding dear? And for us, there's some great qualities about this country. Let's, let's be real. There's some great things. Like, I honestly feel like I could do anything here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I have the opportunity to really achieve the things that I want to achieve in this country. I'm not going to sit up here and act like it's all bad. It's not. But given the fact that, you know, all of these things have been happening to us, continue to happen to us, you know, all the changes we've had to to fight for and strive for, and it's too much blood on it. It's too much blood on it. And then I I hate when people try to judge us 
and get mad at us for having issues with this country and be like, why don't you just leave then? Like, no, fix this shit that's wrong with it. Black people, we've been played in this country, but we helped build it. So this is our home. We helped build it. You know, you came in here and stole the shit. You brought in free labor. We helped build this shit. So we we ain't leaving. We we gonna fix the house how we like it. Since we laid the foundation down, we put the drywall up. You know, we put in the plumbing, we put in the toilets. And now we just like, yo, I don't like the den. I don't like the, the roof on the den that's leaking. We want to fix the leak. Why don't you just leave then? Why don't you just get another house? No, I helped build this shit. And not, not me personally, but, you know, my people. So, and once this land was stolen, this is a country of immigrants. So all that, why don't you just, don't you just leave? No, nah, man, fix the shit. Staying right here. We want you to fix the shit. We want you to acknowledge. We want you to be held accountable. And we want to work through it by talking about it, by really dealing with it, not shying away from it, not shutting people down because they want to talk about it and deal with it. We want in on this. You know what I mean? We want in on this. You don't you don't move just because the toilet's broken. You fix the toilet. You fix the toilet. And that's what the hell I'm talking about, man. Ain't nobody going nowhere, man. Just fix the shit. Sick of it. Why don't you just leave? Why don't you leave? You know what I'm saying? And people always want us to be super prideful and patriotic. Amer the American flag is was the it was the abuser in the relationship. That's like being in a relationship with an abusive person. And then they just want you to highlight the good stuff. Highlight everything I've done for you. You also beat me. You also smacked me in the eye. You also disrespected me. You also called me slurs. You also did this. But nah, man, focus, focus on the good things. It's hard to focus on the good things when you did so many bad things that you don't really own. You're not really owning the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Tony looking real Denzel in the eyes. Just leave. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You know. The only way we can truly prepare, truly prepare, truly repair anything is we have to talk about it. We have to have this communication. And everybody should know. It. Everybody knows that. They just don't want to make the change. They just don't want to have the conversations. But they know what it is. They know we got to communicate. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what this podcast is all about. It's not all about, you know, racism in this country. But then, you know, that's the topic at hand. Let me take another swig of this. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's hot in the news right now, y'all? What's shaking? What else is hot in the news right now? What's cracking? What's popping in that young news? Let me tell you this real quick. Before I get to some topics. Oh, y'all got to drink more water, man. Take this shame to the face. You should be ashamed of yourself if you ain't out here drinking enough water. How long does it stay cold? You know what? It's hard for me to say because 
The water I put in this bottle is room temp. I mainly drink room temp water. So, but it's a nice room temp in here right now. You know what I mean? Versus tonight, we got Method Man versus Red Man tonight on the Versus. Um, I'm a huge fan of both artists. Um, Red Man came out first. Um, I think I first noticed Red Man on the song The Headbanger. Nah, it might have been a little bit before that where Red Man came into my consciousness. Because I know he was on the EPMD album in like 1990, I want to say. He was like on two tracks on uh, Business As Usual. I think it might have been that album. And uh, he had some tracks on there. But I, re I super remember his vo his uh, verse on um, The Headbanger by EPMD. It was EPMD, Redman, and K-Solo on the track, right? And, yeah, Business As Usual. And I thought Redman and K-Solo were brothers. Now, I had heard about K-Solo. He had that Spellbound song, and he had Can't Hold It Back. So I was familiar with K-Solo. And I thought K-Solo and Redman were brothers because, to me, they kind of favored one another. Uh, I could have sworn they were brothers. I was like, oh, these two right here, they got to be brothers. They weren't. but So uh, so anyway, I loved Redman's verse on Headbanger. And I was like, yo, this this dude right here. So then he dropped his own album, had Tonight's Tonight on there, uh, Blow Your Mind. And it was like, yo, Red Man hit the ground running. He came out and made some noise when he debuted. Um, cut two, Wu-Tang Clan hitting the scene, coming to my consciousness in 93, blowing my head clean off. Those of you that know me, you know I love Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan, goddamn, changed my life out here. Wu-Tang Clan blew my head off. I was a I was a headless body jiggling after I first heard Wu Tang Clan. I was hooked. I needed more. You know why I love Wu Tang? Because I'm a comic book kid. I grew up reading the X Men and the Avengers and the West Coast Avengers and you know Justice League. And it was like, yo, Wu Tang Clan is like a superhero group. It's a bunch of them. They all got cool names. They all got different powers and abilities. That tapped into my comic book sensibilities right there. And I was like, yo, this, these dudes is amazing right here. And uh, blew my head off. I was hooked on Wu-Tang Clan. And Method Man stood out early on. You know, he did the hook for Cream. He had his own track on the Wu-Tang album, M-E-T-H-O-D, man. So it was like, yo, this dude stood out. Um... So Method Man was an early standout in the Wu-Tang Clan thing. And so he got a solo deal with Def Jam. Red Man was signed to Def Jam as well. So around 94, they both had albums coming out that same year. Uh, Method Man had Takao coming out. And Red Man had his second album coming out, There Is a Dark Side. And so part of the, part of the promo for these albums dropping were uh, Def Jam put out a promo called The Year of the Man or The Month of the Man or whatever. The Year of the Man, The Month of the Man. And so it was promoting Method Man and Red Man. 
So I was like, yo, that's that's when it first hit me, you know, these two being kind of similar and maybe maybe perhaps working together. So it was like the month of the man, because they both had the albums coming out. Um Takao hit the scene, went platinum, there's a dark side, went gold. Um I love the album cover for There's a Dark Side. It's just a red man buried in the dirt, and all you see is his head. And it's a, it's a homage to, what, Maggot Brain by Funkadelic? I think that's the name of the album that uh, Red Man sampled for the album cover. I think, it's, I think that's the name of the record, Maggot Brain. It was like a person buried in the dirt, and all you see them is like it's like they screaming, and all it's just their head coming out of the dirt, and they got the fro. Love it. I love There Is the Dark Side. It's my favorite Red Man album. So those albums hit the scene. Then uh, the hip hop documentary The Show came out theatrically, and they did a soundtrack. Now this is when soundtracks was hot. So The Show had a dope soundtrack. It was selling good, and on there they had a song called How High with Red Man and Method Man, the Blunt Brothers. And so that's what created the Meth-Red combo. It was like they were, they were tailor-made for each other to be a duo. So that's, and you know, the How High remix was just fire. Me and my boy Mario, we played the shit out of that song. With the Fly, Robin, Fly, with that, with that sample. And uh, we was all in. And so me, me and Mario, we thought we were Method Man and Red Man. We just thought we were them. And my boy Mario smoked a lot of weed, so, you know, he could have been meth or red. But I always felt like I was meth and he was red because he loved Red Man. Red Man was his favorite uh, rapper. So we'd be hitting the streets. We'd be driving around Clovis, New Mexico, listening to uh, How High on Repeat. And then, you know, the rest is history for Meth and Red, man. They always work together. Um, they put out the, the, the joint album, Blackout, went platinum, had great songs. They did a movie together called How High, made over $30 million at the box office. Uh, it, was a, it was a sleeper hit. I was always mad they never did a sequel, though. They did the How High uh, TV show for Fox. It didn't last long at all. Um, but I was always mad that they didn't do a sequel to it or at least more movies starring them. You know what I mean? Because they were they were the black Cheech and Chong, you know. So they definitely should have did more. Oh, the get them part. They definitely should have did more movies together. They they could have gave us the kid and play, because you know kid and play had house party, house party two, class act, house party three. You know, give a give us a run of about four movies. When you duo it up, when you're a comedy duo, you gotta give us three to four movies. You just have to. If you're a combo that works, Kid and Play gave us the four. Cheech and Sean gave us I don't know how many. Um, shoot, even The Rock and Kevin Hart, they gave us uh, Central Intelligence, Jumanji, Jumanji 2, and then Kevin Hart popped up in Hobbs and Shaw. They're giving, they giving us the dynamic duo. Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, they gave us Stir Crazy, Silver Street, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, and Another You. You know, when you come together and you make a nice duo, give us the product. And that's, that's what uh, that's what Meth and Red did, man. We just wanted more because the TV show didn't work. TV show didn't work. We definitely needed more movies. 
And then when they did the sequel without the main, when you do a sequel without the original players, it rarely works. Rarely works. Oh, another dynamic duo was Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby. They did a piece of the action, Let's Do It Again, and uh, Uptown Saturday Night, man. Three. Three, man. The minimum of three, man. Mike Epson Ice Cube. Next Friday, Friday after next, all about the Benjamins, uh, janky promoters. Paul Newman and Robert Redford, The Sting, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And uh, I don't know what else they did. I don't know if it was, uh, you know, I don't even know. You say I can watch those movies on Patreon? Hey, don't promise me a good time. Wait, we can watch which movies on uh on the stream too. That's what I need to know. Cause shoot, if I can watch, if I can watch the, uh, if I can watch all these movies I name, man, that's a that's a good ass time right there, man. Did I lose y'all in the chat? Are y'all still there? I froze up. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. Yeah, I froze too, man. I froze too. But we right here. Oh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. You've got mail. Sleepless in Seattle. I think they only did two though. I think they only did two. Sometimes I get confused, and I think when Harry met Sally was like Tom Hanks, but it was really you know Billy Crystal. Oh yeah, you got to watch The Wire. Kobe Maguire is like, I'm trying to watch The Wire, Tony, because you keep talking about it. You got to watch The Wire. If you got HBO Max, The Wire is on there. Oh, and Joe versus the Volcano was the third Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks movie. Yes, good choice, y'all. Good choice. Oh, Billy Crystal was dope. Billy Crystal is just the bee's knees out here. Billy Crystal. Robert De Niro and Ben Stiller gave us Meet the Parents, Meet the Fockers, and Little Fockers. You know what I'm saying? And Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal gave us Analyze This, Analyze That. I think we do for a third. I think we do for that third. You know what I'm saying? Give us that third. Give us that third, man. Come on. Come on in here. Don't play us like this, man. Give us that third. Um, What else is going on? Me and Sabrina and Keenan and Janelle, we went to, I can't eat like I used to, y'all. I can't eat like I used to. So we hit up this food spot in Highland Park uh, in L.A. First of all, let me highlight, let me segue into Highland Park. The Highland Park area is an old, old area of, a, of L.A., one of the oldest, oldest, like, neighborhoods in L.A. Um, it's very hilly in Highland Park. Like, you know, you, you, you see streets that, like, they go up. It's very hilly. Um, predominantly Hispanic. I, I, historically, I think it is. I don't know what it is now because I know, you know, gentrification is real. And how, the reason I got familiar with Highland Park was because one of the oldest uh, street gangs was in Highland Park, the Avenues Gang, uh, primarily a Mexican gang. And there was an issue there when the black and brown tensions were really high. And, you know, the, it was bubbling over in the streets of L.A. 
they, you know, the gangs in prison put out a green light on black folks in Highland Park, right? So there were instances where black men were murdered in Highland Park primarily just because they was black. So I had my my eye on that spot early on when we moved to Cali because when we were looking around for places to live, I was paying attention to the gang activity in those neighborhoods, in those areas, because I got kids. So I was like, all right, you know, being grown, you know, gang activity and stuff like that, you tend to look at things differently when you're a grown up, when you're an adult. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of, you you worry about your safety in your neighborhood. But I still feel like once you're a grown person, you're not really on the front line like kids are. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like if I'm grown, I'm going to just pretty much go to work and go home. I'm not really hanging out outside. I'm not really doing this. I'm not really doing that, especially if you got a car. You get in your car, you go to work, you go home, you go to the store. You're not really in the community like that. You're not really in the streets like that. But when you have kids, you got to worry about them walking to school. You got to worry about who they're going to school with, who they're hanging out with, what are they doing outside. So I was doing my research on areas when it came to gang activity. And so I was reading about the black and brown tension and, like, you know, stuff that was spilling out from the prisons onto the regular streets. And I'm like, yo, I don't want my kids out here getting greenlit just for being black, and they ain't got nothing to do with the gang community or the prison community or the culture or, or what's going on. So I was reading those stories about, you know, people getting killed in Highland Park. And so I was like, man, Highland Park don't sound like the place to be right now. And this was like 2006, seven when I was doing that research because we had just moved out to Cali. Cut to, you know, it's 2021 now. Uh, and I've, I've, I've gone to Highland Park a couple times. And I was still like super, because I'm, I'm super interested in the gang culture, in the gang life. Like I'm all in. I love gangland. I love watching that stuff. Uh, I'm always intrigued by gang documentaries, stories about gangs. Like, you know, if you look at my YouTube history, you'll see, the history of the, the, the Blackstone Rangers, the Black Gangster Disciples, 18th Street, the Avenues Gang, you know what I'm saying? Uh, MS-13, like, I'm always, like, digging in, and, like, I'm really intrigued by that. Like, I was watching Gangland heavy on the History Channel. Like, that was my, that was my flavor right there, Gangland. You know, they'd be talking to people, and then they'd be muffled in the little shadows because sometimes you got to put in work. And then they'd be like, put in work. Do random assignments for the gang. Murder, extortion. You know, I had it all, I had it down to a to a science on that show. And so Highland Park intrigued me for that reason. So when I would drive through Highland Park or I would go around there, I'd be like, yo, the Avenues. Oh, that's why they call the Avenues game because the streets are named Avenue 50, Avenue 39, Avenue this, Avenue that. And I was like, ah, okay. And then I'd be wondering, are the Avenues still around today? Do you know, did they translate into the younger generation? You know, so uh, the judge just sat down, y'all. The verdict is starting right now in real time. The verdict is starting, y'all. The judge just sat down. We we gonna we gonna cut right into this. 
Yo, so let's let's see what's happening, y'all. See what's going on. What's going on? 447, that's 437. 457. We're now waiting for the verdict. Oh, your dad mentioned the the Stone Rangers? I know, don't drag it out. Don't do that to us, man. Give us the verdict, man. Come on, pull it up. Here we go. Oh, it's being read now. Jolita Green told me the verdict is being read right now. Let's see what happens. Let's see what's going on. Guilty. Okay, guilty. Okay, what we got? What we got on that guilt? What's he guilty of? Give it to us. Come on. Give it to us. What he guilty of? What he getting? Come on. Come on, give it to us, man. Oh, man, my booty is clenched. My booty cheeks is clenched tight right now, man. What's happening? He's getting the guilty verdict, okay? All right, so I wonder what uh, was charged, though. That's two. Guilty of third degree, count two. Guilty of both so far. Guilty on these counts. The intuition, guilty. That's three. Guilty of second-degree manslaughter? Wait, guilty? Wait, say that again, Afro. He was found guilty of everything. All three, I missed the first one. So he's guilty on every count. Oh, he's guilty on all counts. Here we are live right here in the moment, right here, right now. He's guilty on all counts. Okay, so that's what we wanted, right? We wanted him guilty on all counts. Justice served with a side of parsley and some cilantro. Second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. Guilty on all charges. Let's go. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. No sentence. Uh, the sentencing is in the next hurdle. Oh, now sentencing. Okay, we all seen him murder George. Okay. The maximum sentence, uh, this is uh, Julia Henson, the maximum sentence for second-degree unintentional murder is imprisonment of not more than 40 years. The maximum sentence for third-degree murder is imprisonment of not more than 25 years. The maximum sentence for second-degree manslaughter is 10 years and or $20,000. Okay. So he getting some years then. He getting some years. So regardless of how how they distribute the years, he getting some years. 
Guilty on all counts. Guilty. Guilty. Guilty on all counts. Let me do this live. I'm doing this live for my Instagram real quick. Yo, in here recording verbal cardio right now. Just got the word guilty on all three counts. Guilty. Guilty. I'm in here with my uh, patrons, my Patreon peeps. are in here live as I record verbal cardio. Guilty. Guilty. Guilty, man. All right. I think we should have a bowl of cereal to celebrate, man. I think we should have a bowl of cereal to celebrate the guilt. He killed a man. He killed a man, man. Guilty. Because, you know, hey, it was going to be ugly if he wasn't found guilty. If they would have let him rock, it was going to get ugly, man. Straight unattractive out here. Guilty. Guilty. Well, man, you kill a man on camera, you should be guilty. You shouldn't even have to go to court. This is just straight. We saw the tape. Guilty. Anyway, man, we got to celebrate. Anyway, Highland Park, Los Angeles. So we go to Highland Park. Uh, we meet up with our friend Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, she takes pictures of food for various vegan restaurants. So her and, her and Sabrina are good friends. So she's like, yo, whenever y'all want to eat, y'all can come through. I'm, t- I'm, you know, taking pictures of this food. Y'all can come through, eat for free. And then, you know, just post about the food and the, and the establishment. So this place, Wolfie's, you know, Sabrina told me they had biscuits. They had vegan biscuits. You know, I'm a vegan hound, if you will. And so she set it up with Liz. So we meet up at Wolfie's. We meet up and we hit the streets. And they brought out a spread, breakfast sandwich, hash brown, chicken and waffles. Biscuits and gravy. They pulled out the spread. And uh, and and burritos, breakfast burritos. So they brought out for us to eat. They brought out breakfast burritos, chicken and waffles, breakfast sandwich, hash brown, biscuits and gravy. And I was just like, God damn. So I went in. No, I ain't no punk. Murdered the breakfast sandwich, ate half of the hash brown. Only had a corner of the burrito that Sabrina left behind. Ate that corner. Uh, I had a whole waffle, and I had like three chicken. I had one chicken tender. And then they brought out a biscuit for me with no gravy. When I tell y'all, that food was good, first of all. Food was good. Food was right. When I tell y'all, I was sluggish, ruggish bone the rest of the day. 
I can't do it no more. I can't go in on filth like that no more, man. I was sluggish, ruggish bone the rest of the day. My body was off. Food was great, though. Food was good. Like, I, I would go back in a minute because the waffles, let me tell you about the waffles. A good waffle is a nice kind of crispy exterior with a moist internal. And that's what that's what these waffles were at Wolfie's in Highland Park. It had the crispy outer, the tender inner. Oh, man, let me tell you something. And then they had this homemade, like, honey... Honey syrup contraption, the honey butter syrup or whatever. So I would dip, I would dip the waffle in that little, in that little house-made honey butter syrup type joint, and it was warm too. You've never had a good waffle, Marie. Marie has never had a good waffle, y'all. She clearly hasn't been to Roscoe's or, um, you ain't been to uh, the Waffle House, y'all. You don't like the Waffle High Waffle Shop? Hell, shit. Ego waffles are good to me. Ego waffles are good. I know people frown upon frozen food product. But ego waffles are good. I'll stand firm in that. And I get it. I get it. I'm picky with waffles, though. I get it, Marie. I'm picky with waffles a lot of times. A lot of places don't make a good waffle. I, I, I will say that. I will say that in restaurants, I've had more bad waffles than good. There are only a few places where I really trust the waffles that they have. Waffle House, Roscoe's. Now I'm going to add Wolfie's to the mix. Um, there's there's various like places that are like, you know, small small businesses, but as far as chains, like at IHOP, Denny's, like the waffles don't really do it for me over there. I go with the pancakes. But when the waffle is made right, here, here, here's my trio. When we talk about French toast, we talk about pancakes, we talk about waffles. Which one do you like the best out of the three? How would you rank the three? Here's my ranking. Okay. Pancakes are the Pancakes are the easiest to win at, okay? Pancakes are the ones that are the hardest to screw up. And I love a pancake with a crispy edge. When the pancakes have the crispy edges, oh, we we in business now. We, we having a good time. We in straight up business. Now, if a waffle is made correctly, I feel like the best waffle beats the best pancake, in my opinion. Now, that's only if it's made right. So it's super rare, and I feel like the pancake is the easier win. When the French toast is made correctly, the French toast is number one out of the three. I feel like when the French toast is made correctly, it beats everything else. But it's rare that the French toast is made correctly. So for the easy, like for the gamble, when you want to go in a place and you're like, all right, I don't want. If you want to go in a place and you're not in the mood to gamble, you got to go with the pancake because that's going to be the easiest win. 
But if you're in the mood to gamble, if you're in the mood to really test it out, test the waters, if the waffle is dynamite, it's going to supersede that pancake. If the French toast is dynamite, it's going to supersede all that. Because with the French toast, you're getting that batter. You're getting that, you're getting that egg, milk, cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla extract batter, that coating that goes into the French toast. And if they use the good French toast bread, oh, now we cooking. Now we cook it. Uh, you know that you know the cheat day French toast that the Rock eats. So Sabrina kind of implemented that one day. She got this special uh, bread. I forget the name of it. I forget the name of the bread that she got. She ended up getting the vegan version of that bread and made me some French toast one day. This was like a few weeks ago. Came out so good. Of course, it's, it's vegan. Everything was vegan. So she used just egg, almond milk. I'm sure she had the vanilla. She had the cinnamon. She had the nutmeg. And then the maple syrup and that soft. Was it a brioche? It might have been a brioche, but I don't, I don't want to say it when it wasn't that. But it could have been that. It wasn't Texas toast, though. It was something. It might have been the brioche. When I tell you it was fire, I love French toast. So, but... I said all that to say Wolfie's, the waffles at Wolfie's were good because they had the crispy outside, tender inside. And then that, that specially made syrup was dynamite. Dynamite syrup. Dynamite syrup. Oh, it was right. So I easily ate a whole waffle. I easily ate a whole waffle. You know, waffles are robust. You know what's funny? You're supposed to, gen generally, you're supposed to eat one waffle. But the pancakes always comes in three. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I get it. Sometimes the waffle is bigger than the pancake would be, but it's always a pancake stack. But waffle is just one. Give me that waffle stack, man. Give me that waffle stack, man. Give me the stack of waffles. Just like how you would do the pancake. And I get it. I get it. You're cooking one waffle at a time. It's a special process. The, the ingredients are a tad bit different. But, man, come on, man. Give me that waffle stack, man. Give me that three stack of the Belgian. I can handle it. I can eat it. But now I'll probably be sluggish, ruggish bone after. Because, man. But I can definitely. I can eat, y'all. I can eat. But that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. You know what I'm saying? How long I've been how long I've been on? Where we at? I'm at 49? Oh, I'm getting the hell out of here, y'all. I done went way past verbal cardio time. I'm getting out of here, y'all. So in closing, in wrapping this up, guilty. Guilty. Shout out to Afro for blessing me with this Yeti water container. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Anita Baker. One of the best to ever do it. Uh, I'm still a fan, even though I got blocked. But we moved past that because I'm no longer blocked. Okay. Um, shout out to the guilty. Shout out to Method Man and Red Man for their verses tonight. Uh, by the time this episode drops, it'd be like, man, but it was yesterday. You know how people do in the comment section. Want to give a shout out to my Patreon crew, Brenda, Slarita, Tiki, Jolita. Candy Cammy, Jerome, Jerome, Jolita, Afro, Hanaj, Nakia, 
Marie, a.k.a. Miss Poetry, Simpson, J. Cat. I'm glad we got your shirt situation squared away. Moyo, Liz, uh, Miss West, Nana P, Brenda. I appreciate y'all, man. Uh, thank y'all so much. Probably not going to do a movie night tonight because, you know, it's the verses. But uh, tomorrow we're doing movie night for sure. Uh, I want to thank you all for supporting everything I do. Um, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Verbal Cardio. Please, please spread the word about Verbal Cardio. Spread the word about Verbal Cardio and, uh, you know, share it with your people, man. I want to I wanna expand the audience of Verbal Cardio. And, you know, I'm going to be doing interviews on Verbal Cardio soon, too. So, you know, be on the lookout for those. And uh, what else? Anything else? Anything else on the sign up? I think that's it, y'all. Um, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Cardio. Boom. All right.